You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Thank you for joining us on Easy's Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. One organization that has done so much for young girls in our community, and even more so since the pandemic started, is the Embrace Girls Foundation. And I'm so happy to welcome the founder and CEO, Velma Lawrence. Velma, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a busy day for you because this afternoon is when we have our Warriors Among Us program from 2 to 4, live on Easy 93.1 and our sister stations. But I want to talk about that a little bit later. First, tell us about Embrace Girls and what prompted you to form this nonprofit. So back in 2000, I wanted to do something for young girls because when I was growing up, I grew up in Miami, Florida, in the inner city, Liberty City. And I just recall later after leaving college and starting a career in journalism that I wanted to go back and mentor. I really wanted to do something for little girls, particularly in the inner city. So I gathered a group of women that were in media. We went over to my old elementary school, which was uh, Poinciana Park Elementary, and uh, spoke to the principal there, Dr. Cynthia Clark, and she liked the idea of mentoring. So she gave us a list of girls to mentor, and they were mainly the girls that were doing really well. You know, they were great students. They seemed to be progressing well in school. But we really wanted to address girls that were not doing very well. They may have had behavioral issues or they were struggling academically. And so we, we wanted a mixture of girls. And we sort of got together and she compiled about 13 to 14 girls that we could start mentoring, you know, once a week and just come out and meet with. We did that the first Thursday under a tree. We didn't have a classroom. We just went out with some snacks, sat under a tree with about 13 or 14 girls and started talking to them and laughing and having a great conversation. The next week, we had about 30 girls waiting around the tree for us. And so I knew we were on to something. So I'm thinking, did they want the snacks or did they like the conversation? But we quickly realized that they liked the attention and the conversation. And as we progressed with that, we got a, a classroom within the school. And then we started realizing that they were really having academic problems. So We then began actually tutoring, and then it just evolved into a full-blown after-school program with life skills, social skills, tutoring, and and the works only for girls back then. So that's how we got started. Uh, And now you have more than 150 girls in seven Miami public elementary and middle schools, even a private school, who are participating. What are some of the questions and topics they want to talk about when you get together with them? Well, first of all, we provide after-school services daily. So the primary focus is academics. Okay. So we have certified teachers that immediately after school stay with the girls and help them with their homework. We don't just do the homework with them. The homework is completed by them. It's checked. It's corrected if needed. And then we also do reading skills with them and also their mandated iReady computer classes. So that's the primary focus of the program after school. 
And what we found is on Wednesdays, they're out early. So what we decided to do is bring in life skills and social skills. So we might bring in a speaker to assist them with social skills like uh, personal hygiene. We would do an etiquette class with them, just different social skill settings where, you know, peer pressure, a discussion about boys, a discussion about the importance of school. So each week we focus on different topics for them and they, you know, they're very open. They want to talk about everything. And we do. We talk about sex trafficking. We talk about domestic violence. You know, they're second through about eighth grade and they are very, very inquisitive. And we will be remiss not to make sure that they got information at this age, because this is the time that they're navigating through peer pressure and anyone can tell them anything and they need to understand what really is going on in the world, not just what their girlfriends are talking about or their sisters or, you know, their peers are talking about. They need to know the real facts. And one of your big initiatives is family engagement. What is the purpose of focusing on family and how do you see the changes in the girls as they're going through the program with you? You know, Ellen, that's a really great question, because when we started out, remember, it was just focused on the girls. Everything was girl focused. We traveled with them. We've been to New York, California, Chicago, Tallahassee, Orlando. So we've been, they travel. They've been exposed to so many people. We do our signature tea parties where we've done tea parties and author events with Hillary Clinton, with Reverend Al Sharpton, with governors and mayors. And so they are very poised. But what we were finding is that only the little girl in the program was getting those experiences. So when the parents would drop them off for these events with some of their siblings and they watch us leave on our big bus going places, we began to realize that, you know, that wasn't pretty cool. They needed to have some type of interaction. So just before the pandemic, we decided that we were going to pull in the entire family so that the parents could then sit in on an etiquette class so that the parents can travel and do these field trips and experiences because that would be building the family. And we also learned that we had a captured audience with the parents. So we needed to take advantage of that. We have parents that's knocking on the door, trying to be involved, trying to take part in things. So that was something that we needed to really capitalize on and make sure that they were involved. So now they are, and it's worked very well. Yeah, I hear teachers, much Mm -hmm. like you have, talking all the time about how difficult it is to arrange meetings with the parents, and yet here you are when you bring them together to work together and experience things together. You can, I am sure, get much more benefit and more interaction between the child and the parent. You absolutely do, Ellen, and that's what I love most now about the program because our parents are so engaged. When the pandemic hit, you know, we were stuck. You know, we couldn't see them. We couldn't communicate. We, you know, early on, nobody knew what was happening. Uh, yeah. And um, and so what we did was we immediately started Zoom sessions. And on Sundays, we would meet with the whole family and have fun games and activities and give out prizes. And then that Friday, they would come and pick up their prizes and they would get a bag full of crafts to do the next Sunday, but they couldn't open it until we were together on Zoom. So it was really great activities to keep them engaged. And when I tell you, I can remember early on during the pandemic when we would turn on that computer and get ready for our Zoom sessions and start letting the families in. The parents were the first ones sitting in front of that camera (laughs) smiling. I'm like, oh my God. You know, it's just so good. And the moms, the dads, the grandmas, everybody in the house. 
just on the call. It, it, it really worked out well for us. And we've worked harder since the pandemic than we worked in 20 years. Oh, because, my gosh. You know, I, I looked through your website, of course, embracegirlpower.org. And yes. looking at everything you did during the pandemic, how you immediately went into service mode and you started yes. helping with providing meals and the PPEs. I was looking at it, you know, thermometers. I almost forgot how hard it was to find a thermometer we got a them. year we ago. Got every, we had a full box of everything you can imagine that you needed. Cough medicine, gloves, thermometers. Tylenol, everything that we read about and CDC said that you might need in your home, our parents had. We helped with mortgage payments, with rent payments, Ubering parents back and forth to work, you know, because transportation wasn't moving. So they had to get here and there. We took some of them ourselves. It was a time, you know, paid for prescription, medical prescriptions. And it was a hard time. Meals every week, every day, we right. provided meals. We provided over 30,000 meals since probably um, May to wow. our family. And the thing is, we're not quite finished yet. So there's no, still not. assistance needed and the education has to continue. We can't just stop paying attention to raising our children because of a pandemic. And Absolutely. you've really been able to adjust and continue serving the girls during this most unusual time. Um, I got to ask, how does a girl, I, I want to be an embrace girl. <laughs> you know, so this is, this is how it works. When we partner with the school, you know, we have four schools on a waiting list and we have probably about 60 girls on, on waiting lists trying to be part of the program. But, you know, it takes funding. And so that's why we're doing this Warriors Among Us event to let the public know, let the world know that, you know, we're here on the ground, we're grassroots and we really need money to, to make this thing work. But how you become part of the program is when a school is partnered with us, that principal identifies students uh, and then we take those students in and we work with them. Now, we do have students that come from other schools that can outside schools that can join the program, but everything is free. Not one penny is spent by a parent, not a dime. And that's why fundraising is important, which is the hardest part of this journey. The, for well, us. yeah, I mean, this has been ongoing for really all of our nonprofits during the pandemic. So that is one of the key reasons, as you said, that we're having this program this afternoon from two to four o'clock. It's called Warriors Among Us. And you're going to be there. You've got some very high profile guests. Tell us about them. So I'm so excited about this. When we came up with the concept of this event, we thought about... You know, first of all, what are we going to do? You know, I didn't want it to be an event where everyone's getting on camera or, you know, coming before the world complaining about their lives. You know, we all have issues in, in our homes, in our lives. Everybody has challenges and that they have to overcome and sort of figure out how to navigate through. And that's really what it's about. Warriors among us, women, you know, we're, we're right on the cusp of Mother's Day the following week. So we're bringing in Janet Huber from The Fresh Prince. We're bringing in Andrea Kelly from the R. Kelly Surviving Story uh, on Lifetime. We're bringing in Changa Kim uh, from the movie Eden. She's an advocate and sex trafficking victim from when she was a little, little girl. So she wrote a book as well. And then we have Jane Bond. She's a millionaires, real estate broker to exotic and luxury real estate seekers. And then Rona Samuel, she's a former Armani executive and makeup artist to the stars that lost her job during the pandemic and had to reinvent herself. And she's doing even better now. Wow. So the women are going to be talking about their stories and why they are traveling from across the world 
in a pandemic to come to Miami, Florida to do a live event to support the Embrace Girls Foundation because mentoring little girls is very important. It's key to the growth of the country, to the world, because they're our future. And, you know, as you say, the girls, the women, we're the mother of all. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It starts with us. We are warriors. We have to be on that front line and we have to raise the family. Look at during the pandemic, who's primarily home? Women. Mm -hmm. Women had to stay home and do the teaching and do everything in the home and keep the home going primarily and adjust. And so that has been a very stressful time for us all. Without question. And I do, I want to give a nod to the single dads who are mom and dad. And we have those and grandparents that we support. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what can we expect? They're going to tell their stories. It's a Facebook Live. You'll be able to watch that. And they are characters, you know, these women together. It's it's going to be a hoot. I think that, um, you know, you're going to hear some really great stories. You know, there's going to be a lot of emotion. But you get to hear the backstory of their lives and that while you see them on air or you read about their their lives and what they've been doing openly career-wise, they have many challenges that they had to overcome to get to where they are. And they're going to talk about that and talk about, but you can do it. You know, you're a warrior. You can do it. You can make this happen. You can, you know, defeat evil. You can do what you need to do to survive and raise your family and, and have a great career and be a great wife and be a great friend. It's not easy, but you can do it. And so look at me. I did it. Right. And that's what I'm thinking about the real impact is for the girls who may be growing up in homes with challenges. And when they see people who seem to be blessed and seem to have this golden life and then find out that they went through challenges, too. Absolutely. It's got to give them hope and say, I can. And that's the message. The message is they didn't travel across the country to come to Miami because of who they are. They traveled here because of who we are, the Embrace Girls Foundation, and their dedication, each of their dedication to this program and the need for girls to be mentored and nurtured and to help raise money so that we can sustain our program ongoing. Right. And that's one of the key things. I understand that you haven't done any fundraising since the pandemic started. You've just been giving, giving, giving. So You know what happened? Remember in March and February, we had our big event, the Africa Omoja production, where we brought over about 38 South African performers to do a two-week run here in South Florida, and it went excellent. It was a, a knockout. We did a great job. We raised the money that we needed to raise, but guess what? The pandemic hit, and we used most of it, and mm. now we have to raise money because we had no other resource or recourse to raise money for these last 14, 15 months. Wow. So we really do want to invite our listeners to tune in this afternoon from 2 to 4 o'clock or watch on Facebook Live. It'll be in both places. If you want to see Velma and you want to see Aunt Viv from The Fresh Prince, then Facebook Live would be the place. And we're going to be asking for donations, you know, similar to a telethon. But I think when you see what Embrace Girls brings to these young girls in our community, you're going to want to open your wallet. And we say this all the time, $1 makes a difference because all those dollars add up. They do. Absolutely. Do you have a particular goal you want to reach for this? You know, let me tell you something, Ellen. Raising the funds to support this program is the hardest part of the program. You know, hands down, we can execute every event, every program with ease. But when it comes to asking people for money, that is the hardest thing for me. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I feel and you know you. what I normally do? You know what I normally do? I, I, I tell people, come by and see our work. Stop by our classroom. Their classrooms look like 
a little dollhouse. They are designed by Martin Amato from Room for Improvement. Okay. And so um, they're just gorgeous little classrooms that he decorates and designs for the girls. And so I like people to just come by, see the room, meet the girls, see the community that they live in, see some of the community service work that we've done. And then I shouldn't have to ask you for money. In my mind, I think you should say, wow, look at this. I want to give. But obviously it doesn't work that way all the time. So we have to go out and we have to solicit monies and, you know, get grants. And and every dollar is not a good dollar. So we're very particular about the monies that we do bring in because we want to actually serve. We don't want to be doing paperwork and all that other drama that can come along with a grant. So, um, it, you know, yeah, yeah, you got all those particulars that you, you must deal with. And we're very grassroots. So we want to make sure that our program remains authentic. We want to do the work. When you look at the pictures of the girls, one of your mm-hmm. annual events is the tea party. Yes. <laughs> and the very pictures, popular. people really need to go to your website and take a look at all of these little girls. I mean, they're not all little, but these these young girls, young women to be all dressed up and sitting next to Marco Rubio, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and, all- and, and grilling him, not just sitting there. They prepare questions. We assist them with the questions, but they prepare their questions. They have to memorize their questions. They can't be reading from cards. They need to be prepared for follow up, because if you're going to ask a question, he may say to you or someone may say to you, well, what do you think about that? You need to understand what that question is. So they're like little women. It's like being interviewed by like 12 little Barbara Walters. (laughs) Really, it is. It really is. Ask anybody. I remember we did a tea party with uh, Mayor Alvarez. This is how far back this goes. I mean, many years ago when he was the Miami-Dade mayor. And when he walked out of that room, he said, I felt like I was just sitting before the Congressional Congress. Well, you know, they don't they don't have the same concerns about, well, I'm I'm not on TV. I don't have a boss who's going to fire me. They're just, you know, everything's up front. But Uh, Ellen, to have that poise and uh, self-confidence to sit at that table. Yes. And ask those questions and follow up and laugh and enjoy a conversation over tea. That's epic. That's just something that is not done out here. Well, it is because we have a group like you (laughs) with Embrace Girls Foundation, Embrace Girl Power, and programs like Warriors Among Us. You are stronger than you think. The hosts of the event are Giselle Andres from your station. Yes. And Jill Tracy. Yes. They will be moderating and, you know, they'll they'll ask some, you know, key questions, but they're just going to tell their story and, and talk about the importance of, you know, when they were growing up, when you were growing up, did you have a program like this? If you had a program like this, how would it have changed your life? And why is it so important for you to come across from Dallas, New York, Atlanta, Tennessee, New Jersey, to come all the way here during a pandemic to help this grassroots program? Why? Why? So you're going to hear all of that. And hearing their stories is the education. It's the growing experience, the learning experience. If someone does not want to wait until this afternoon to donate, there are multiple ways to support Embrace Girls Foundation. Can you tell us a few of them? So you can go to Easy93, your webpage. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, we're accepting donations through PayPal, through Zelle, and through Cash App. And all of those addresses appear on all of the Cox Media Group social media platforms and your website. And on our website as well. If you go to EmbraceGirlPower.org, you can also donate just directly to EmbraceGirlPower.org. And so you asked me about our goal. Well, I think that we our goal is $50,000. 
that we could raise $50,000 easily. I believe that we can do that. I am owning it. I am claiming it. I have no doubt that our listeners uh, of all of our Cox Media Group stations will come through for you because it's the kind of people they are. And you are bringing the kind of people who will motivate someone to take a dollar or five dollars or 25 or a hundred if you have it to help bring Mm -hmm. up this generation of young girls who are going to be our leaders. They're going to be our community leaders. They're going to be the ones running for office, running Mm -hmm. businesses. It's not a joke that they are our future and the work that you're doing with them is going to make, it already does, obviously, make a it is. huge It is. It is. It is making a huge, yes, we see it. We are even working now with our teens. We did a teen little summit with the teen siblings of our little girls uh, just last oh, weekend, and okay. it was absolutely fabulous because you know how you have a teenager. I don't know if you have babies, but, you know, when they're growing up and they have phones and you try to <laughs> yeah. take that phone from them, it's a problem. You know, right. they want, where's my phone, my phone, my phone, right? Right. So we had one of the surveys that they took during our little teen summit was, it, I think it was called um, My House or something like that, and it was like a little budget. It asked them to outline and tell us how much is the mortgage or the rent payment mm. in your home? How much is the light payment? How much is the gas bill? How much is the uh, car payment? Mm. Um, do you have life insurance? Who's the life insurance carrier? Who's the beneficiary? All these to teens. Who pays for your clothing? How much is your monthly budget for your clothing, for your hair? Uh, what Do you have insurance, uh, medical insurance? Who's the provider? How much is that a month? And so I told them also, if you don't know the answer, don't just don't put anything that tells us that you don't know. And it's okay that you don't know, right. but answer what you could. At the end of that, and they had about 10 or 12 items that they needed to tell us the cost for to manage their homes. How much is the gas for your parents' car? All of that. Okay, so at the end of the survey, we asked them to, there were three lines, name the three people that pay for these services ah. and, are, and ensure that they are running daily for you, for your family. And they either named mom only, mm-hmm. a few named mom and dad, a few named mom and grandma. And so when I saw the form and I said to them, okay, let me ask you a question. I don't see your names on any of these forms. And they all looked at me like, you know, what are you saying? And my point to them was, you don't pay for a dang dong thing in your house. That phone doesn't belong to you. And if you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing and your parents take that phone, they have a right to because they are paying for it. They are making the sacrifices every day during a pandemic to get out here to make sure that you have what you need, most of the things you want, but definitely what you need. And this is what it takes for your parents to run this house every month, because then we ask them to calculate all of the expenses. Now, mind you, they didn't have a clue of what the expenses were, Right. but I said to them generally, I said, this this is about three, four, five thousand dollars easily. It depends on how many people in your family. Who do you think have to worry about that every night before they go to bed to make sure that that's going to be met every month for you? And they sat there like, you know, dumbfounded, like, holy crap. But they got it. So I said to them, when you have chores that you must do, do them. They shouldn't ask you three or four times to make up your bed, clean up your room, clean up kitchen, whatever. They shouldn't have to do that. So those are the things here again, it's family, just bringing the family together, making sure that the kids respect their parents so that they could, you know, navigate through school, be respectful to authority figures, 
and not get out there and get themselves hurt. Yeah, I imagine that the authority figures in their life are very grateful to you and Embrace Girls Foundation (laughs) for showing. I mean, how many people actually sit down with a child and talk to them about real-life issues? That's real life, and that was real. Yeah. Let me ask you just one more question. If you could envision your ultimate dream Mm -hmm. for Embrace Girls Foundation, what would it be? Ten-year funding commitment sustained over 10 years. If we had a 10-year funding commitment that would sustain us throughout the year for 10 years, I'm telling you, you would have doctors, lawyers in every field that you could imagine out there because we could really get out there and do some work and do some really great things and not worry day to day, month to month, you know, about, you know, making sure that we do have funding just for the summer. You know, we're immediate. We're looking at summer funding. This money is going directly to our summer funding because we must do something. So just to know that you have a 10-year commitment that, okay, here's a grant, it's 10 years, we're going to give you this amount, is this what it is going to take to to fund your program? And we say yes after we negotiate what that funding is, that's the ultimate to me. Okay. That's well, the ultimate. You know how they say, when you speak I put it, it out there. Exactly. I, put, I put it out there. That's right. You're I changing that. the universe. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Again, I'm going to invite you before this afternoon, right now, go to embracegirlpower.org. That is the website for the Embrace Girls Foundation. Take a look at the work they're doing with the girls in our community. I mean, you will fall in love. I remember when you brought them in when I was in the studio and they oh, were just, I remember. Yes, yes, and they Ellen. were just pure oh love. Oh my God, pure. Ellen, that was a very emotional, remember that day? I do. And they were oh hugging me. I mean, they were just, I fell in love oh. with them. And who can resist that with just yeah. so much good vibrations? And bring um, that out of you. But I also credit you and the people that you've brought to work with them, the teachers. I have that a you've phenomenal team, yes. Ellen. I have a phenomenal young team. I know you hear Velma Lawrence, but look, they do the work. They're my bosses because they they keep me going. Do and make sure you that we... need volunteers? Always. You can go to EmbraceGirlPower.org, go to the sign-up sheet, and that's how that happens. Okay, there it is, EmbraceGirlPower.org. And then please come back and join us again this afternoon from 2 to 4 o'clock. We will be live on Facebook with Warriors Among Us, a conversation with the true mothers of all women. And bring your kids along. This is a family-friendly, absolutely relevant conversation that we're going to be having. Facebook Live at Easy 93.1. Velma Lawrence, you are a treasure. I I thank you for what you're doing and and how you're helping our community in the long term as well as in the short term. Embrace Girls is an amazing organization. Why, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Before we close out today, I want to spend a couple of minutes with Lauder Hill Commissioner Melissa P. Dunn, who has put together this incredible Return to Work job fair and Return to Work Week, which starts next Sunday, May 9th, and runs through the following Friday. Melissa, thank you for being here. Can you give us a preview of what's going to be happening during Return to Work Week? Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Return to Work Week is about getting people back to work. So anyone that's been affected by COVID and they are either unemployed or underemployed, this is a great opportunity for you to get connected to employers who are hiring right now. 
as well as get connected to educational opportunities. So on Monday, we're going to teach you how to improve your resume and be a better interviewer. On Tuesday, we will help you if you're been incarcerated and you're now trying to re-enter the workforce, we have a workshop for you and a program that if you get admitted at the end, you actually will be placed into a job with benefits. On Wednesday, we'll help you with your soft skills and your communication style. And that'll roll into Thursday, where we'll have a virtual job fair. We have jobs, over 30 employers ready with livable wage jobs ready to hire, including my city, the city of Lauderhill. And then on Friday, we'll be doing the virtual education fair where you'll have access to colleges as well as apprenticeship programs and technical schools. And it's completely free to participate in all of these workshops? Yes, it's 100% free. And, you know, if you are looking for work or you want to upgrade your job skills, this is a great event for you to take advantage of. So how can someone sign up and do they have to participate in everything or can they pick and choose which workshops they want to be part of? You can pick and choose which workshop or virtual fair you want to be involved with. Obviously, if you are going to be doing the job fair, it would be good for you to make sure your resume and your interviewing skills are ready before you get to the employer on Thursday. But you can pick and choose whatever it is that you want to participate in. You can go to returntowork.us. That's return, the number two, work.us and register. It is 100% virtual. So you can stay in the comfort of your home and participate. Now, I will say this. If you are going to be in the job fair, I would strongly encourage that you treat it like you would any other job interview. So don't come on the phone (laughs) in your car and try to be in a virtual job fair, right? That will not work. Or from home in your pajamas. (laughs) In your pajamas. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) That won't work. You need to treat this like a real job interview. So even the workshops show up professionally dressed, camera on, and ready to step into your future. You never know who you will meet and where your next opportunity will come to you. Okay. And to clarify, you are a commissioner in Lauder Hill, but this is open to everyone. This is open to everyone. And in fact, we are collaborating with several cities. There are six zip codes in Broward County that's considered high unemployment zip codes. Three of them are in Lauder Hill. But then the city of Plantation, Tamarack, Fort Lauderdale, and Sunrise is also affected by the unemployment rate. And so they are partners in this, as is Senator Perry Thurston and school board member Dr. Osgood. Okay. So again, it's return the number two work.us. And Melissa, I'd like to go more into depth with you about the different workshops. And we will do that next week, just as you're getting ready to start everything, because we're out of time, unfortunately, today. But this is a great preview of what's going on. And we'll continue to encourage listeners throughout the week to to get involved if you're looking for a job, if you're looking for a better job, if you're looking for a different job. It's a perfect opportunity to find out what's out there. You know, the skills that you will gain will be so worth the investment in time. So return the number two work.us. Lauderhill Commissioner Melissa P. Dunn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. 
And thank you for listening to Easy's Community Focus. I hope you can join us this afternoon from 2 to 4 o'clock, Facebook Live for Warriors Among Us with Embrace Girls Foundation. And then come back again next Sunday for a new edition of Easy's Community Focus starting at 6.50. Have a great day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.